Black Lives Matter is an international movement that has emerged in the biggest little city. Demonstrations have been held in the past few years, often in the wake of national incidences of violence against black people at the hands of law enforcement. Recent rallies in Reno have largely been peaceful, but on the afternoon of May 30th, a group split off from the main rally. They vandalized the Reno police station and rioted downtown. City Hall faced hundreds of thousands of dollars in damages during the night of the riots. What happened afterward, though, was a display of art meant to depict, visually, the struggles many in the biggest little city face because of their skin color. For This Week in Reno News, I am Bob Conrad. Broken windows at Reno City Hall are now covered with murals on mounted plywood. The artist is longtime Reno muralist Joe C. Rock. Jerry Davis and I spoke with Rock on Juneteenth as he was still working to finish the murals. So you read it as one word. I mean, you look, you're supposed to look at the bigger picture. You're looking at it as up close. Um, you know, you'll be able to read the whole thing from across the street. Um, so it'll say equality and unity, and then has the kid in the middle with that's the interactive part with, with the community. And how did you come up with the concept? Um, of the entire piece. Um, so they, I was approached to do a Black Lives Matter mural. We wanted to make it a statement and be uh, make it a Black Lives Matter one. Um, so that's kind of where, and I was very on board. Um, and so that's where we, you know, I just came up with the imagery at that point. They suggested of doing that. And then with all the, everything going on, we um, acted on it. And it, you know, it took a minute of process to get through all, get all the kinks out and then, um, you know, finally get approval of everything and then um, was able to start this last Wednesday. Okay, so it started on Wednesday? Yeah. Right on a couple of days of painting there. Uh, yeah, I noticed in your Facebook post that you would ask people, hey, what, what would you like to see up here? But please yeah. don't, don't make it, it can't be super political, it can't be like... Yeah. Just as any mural shouldn't be almost, you know, I mean, you can make a statement, but it's very hard to paint murals that are uh, one-sided or biased, obviously, I mean, um, so it was a lot of process to get even the images that are up here now approved. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's very hard, especially dealing with everything. So, um, it worked out well, but I mean, it is like one of those things, you know, I mean, an artist in... California just painted like pretty much will probably be his last mural because he painted a cop as a baby like really big on the large side of the wall pretty much can't paint a mural ever again in, in San Francisco you know so I mean you also there is points to where you are going to take your mural if you're going to be um, heard you know so and continuously so it's almost kind of supposed to represent peaceful protest um, and then that's the interactive part. So on the board, um, I did write the, what's on there now just to make a clear statement. Um, but that will be covered in just drawings from the community or handprints or whatever, the interactive part of the, um, so people will be able to put their handprints on if they like. We have paper and markers available so you can sit for two hours. Also at the Juneteenth celebration was David Gamble Sr. He read from his son's essay about growing up black in Reno. 
I have been asked to read his excerpts from his essay. This is his experience, and it was very interesting hearing him write some things that I wasn't aware of. He writes, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. In third grade, a boy confidently tells me and my brother that his mom said black people cannot swim because our muscles are different than those of white people. In middle school, standing among a group of white classmates talking video games, I'm, I am the only black child. One classmate expressed surprise that my family has enough money to afford a PlayStation. In high school, my brother is, a teen, is at a teen house party that gets broken up by police, a common occurrence. The kids at the party scatter, also a common occurrence. My brother, the only black child in attendance, is the only one of whom a police officer draws a firearm to get him to stop running away. He is 14 years old. I am an American of privilege, which makes me an African-American of great privilege. I am an attorney. I live in a safe neighborhood. My children do not worry about their next meal. I can afford childcare. My family can afford personal vehicles. If my children become sick, I can take them to the doctor. If I'm this privileged, and these have been my experiences, primarily in my own hometown, often with friends, acquaintances who are fond of me, and of whom I remain fond even now. Just imagine what daily life must be like for a black person in this country who does not enjoy my level of privilege. I am now asking for your help. Please seek truth and knowledge. When sharing information, please check your sources and make sure that they are reliable. Try to take place what is happening today in a historical context. Read about systemic racism and anti-racism. When your friends of color tell you that racism is real and affecting their lives, believe them. And then, if you can, do something about it. That's it for this week in Reno News. Please consider subscribing to This Is Reno if you value what we do. Visit thisisreno.com forward slash subscribe. For KWNK Community Radio, I am Bob Conrad from This Is Reno.